High School, Sherwood, Illinois, 60062. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. And what we did was wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. What do you care? When you see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms, the most convenient definitions. You see us as a brain, an athlete, basket case, a princess, and a criminal. Correct? That's the way we saw each other at 7 o'clock this morning. We were brainwashed. Now tonight, I want to let you know, first of all, the world will try to define you and tell you who you are. In this clip we just saw, he said, this is how we defined ourselves: a princess, a criminal, a jock, a brain, a basket case. Now, a lot of that times we find that we may fit into some neat little groups, but the reality is that sometimes we say we don't fit in anywhere. But tonight, the reality is this, is that God wants to redefine your life from what you've defined it as. I have a very simple scripture verse to show you. This verse goes like this. It says that we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. He says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know that full well. The reality is this, that you are not defined as a basket case. You are not defined as a geek or you are not defined by a jock or any of those things that they define themselves as. God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That means if God made you, he didn't make any junk. But so often it's hard to understand that when nothing but the world has told us is that we are those things. Let's move on to the next clip. This clip is a clip where it talks about, hold on one second, the princess. The girl that was struggling with her own identity based on how the world wanted to write her off. The world wanted to tell her that she was this thing or that thing. And I love this discourse and how they talk about what they talk about because I think for girls... This is a lot of where you might struggle. Go ahead and run that. Here we go. Have you ever done it? I don't even have a psychiatrist. Have you ever done it with a normal person? No, didn't we already cover this? You never answered the question. Look, I'm not going to discuss my private life with total strangers. It's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? A what? Well, if you say you haven't, you're a prude. If you say you have, you're a slut. It's a trap. You want to, but you can't. And when you do, you wish you didn't, right? Wrong. Or are you a tease? She's a tease. I'm sure. Why don't you just forget it? Oh, you're a tease and you know it. All girls are teases. She's only a tease if what she does gets you hot. I don't do anything. That's why you're a tease. Okay, let me ask you a few questions. I already told you everything. No, doesn't it bother you to sleep around without being in love? I mean, don't you want any respect? I don't screw to get respect. That's the difference between you and me. It's not the only difference, I hope. Face it, you're a tease. I'm not a tease. Sure you are. Sex is your weapon. You said it yourself. You use it to get respect. No, I never said that. She twisted my words around. What do you use it for, then? I don't use it, period. Oh, are you... Medically frigid, or is it psychological? 
I didn't mean it that way. You guys are putting words into my mouth. Well, if you just answer the question. Why don't you just answer the question? Be honest. No big deal. Yeah, answer it. Just answer the question, Claire. Talk to us. Come on, answer, answer the question. Don't be easy. It's only one question. No! I never did it! I never did it either. I'm not a nymphomaniac. I'm a compulsive liar. Ladies, I want to tell you tonight, you're not defined by how many likes you get on your Instagram. You're not defined by how many guys like you. You're not defined by what you look in the mirror and see. Here's the reality. They will try to tell you that if you sleep around, then you're a slut. They will tell you if you don't, then you are frigid. They will tell you any situation to tell you that that's how to be defined. That's not how God defines you. Tonight, a very simple verse is this. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You are not defined by how you look or how many people like you or how many boys are into you. In itself, there's nothing wrong with wanting those things. But the Bible says this, that charm is deceptive. Beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is worthy to be praised. God wants to redefine how society tells you you're supposed to look. We're moving on to the next clip. Um, this one kind of hits me a little deeper because I, I was a sports kid. And, and not a great sports kid, but I, I always wanted to play sports. And I felt like... Those were the guys that everybody wanted to be. But the pressure, the feeling like you have to fit in or that you have to be a certain way or you have to. The real thing that hit me about this next clip is when he talks about his dad. And so tonight, when we talk about bullying, the sad thing about bullying is that it is a literal hamster wheel. Those that get bullied end up bullying. I'm not going to go too far, but I want you to take a quick look at this clip as we examine the jock. You guys know what, uh, what I did to get in here? I taped Larry Lester's buns together. <laughs> that was you? Yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, they know how hairy he is, right? Well, when they pulled the tape off, most of his hair came off and some, some skin, too. Oh, my God. And the bizarre thing is, is that I did it for my old man. I tortured this poor kid because I wanted him to think that I was cool. He's always going off about, you know, when he was in school, all the wild things he used to do. And I got the feeling that he was disappointed that I never cut loose on anyone, right? So I'm, I'm sitting in the locker room and I'm taping up my knee and Larry's undressing a couple lockers down from me. And he's kind of, he's kind of skinny, weak. And I started thinking about my father and his attitude about, about weakness. And the next thing I knew, I, I jumped on top of him and, and started wailing on him. And 
and my friends, and they just laughed and cheered me on. And afterwards, I was sitting in, in, in Vernon's office. All I could think about was Larry's father and Larry having to go home and, and explain what happened to him. And the humiliation, humiliation he must have felt. Apologize for something like that. There's no way. It's all because of me and my old man. He's like this, he's like this mindless machine that I can't even relate to anymore. Andrew, you've got to be number one. I won't tolerate any losers in this family. Win! 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 You son of You know, sometimes I wish my knee would give and I wouldn't be able to wrestle anymore. And he could forget all about me. Fellas, tonight, you're not defined by the same things either. Whether you're the most popular kid or the nerdiest kid in your school, none of these things define you. The sad fact about what bullying is, is that it's a cycle. He was bullied by his father, so what did he do? He turned around and he took it out on someone else. Now, whether you're the bully or the one getting bullied, the point is, is that it destroys you from the inside. And the sad thing about bullying today in 2017 is that you don't get to escape it once you leave school. They just jump on your comments. They just send you a DM. And then the cycle repeats. How do I know that? Because that's what happened to me. I was bullied. I was chased through my neighborhood almost every day after school by kids that were older than me. I lived in virtual fear. And when I got a little older and a little bigger, I turned around and did the same thing. The cycle continues over and over and over and over until God steps in and he breaks the cycle. See, the verse I want to share with you is this. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now, when I say meek, some of you are like, man, what do you mean I got to be meek? Meek does not equal weak. Meek means you have strength, but you have it in reserve and under control. You are not defined by what the world tells you. If you've been bullied, I'm here to let you know that God thinks you are a precious and amazing creation. If you have a father that tells you that you are not worth anything, you have a father in heaven that tells you you are worth everything. You are not defined by what the world says, but tonight I pray that you're defined by what God says. Because in this final clip, I find it so interesting because I feel this is where a lot of us are. Isn't it interesting that we are the most connected generation ever, and yet why are so many of us lonely? Why do we have all these friends on all our social media and yet we feel so lonely at the same time? In this final clip, you will see the criminal. You will see the brain. You will see the basket case. You will see each and every one of them. 
and all five of them are just as alone. Go ahead. Don't you ever talk about my friends. You don't know any of my friends, you don't look at any of my friends, and you certainly wouldn't condescend to speak to any of my friends. So you just strip to the things that you know. Shopping, nail polish, your father's BMW, and your poor, rich, drunk mother in the Caribbean. Shut up! And as far as being concerned about what's going to happen when you and I walk down the hallways of school, you can forget it, because it's never going to happen. Just bury your head in the sand. I hate you. Yeah? Good. Okay, then I assume Alice and I are better people than you guys, huh? Us weirdos. Isn't it interesting that each one of them was represented in that clip? Each one of them felt alone. Tonight, I don't know what click you fall into. You go, man, I don't fall into any click. And yet, isn't it interesting that for all our connectedness, all the ways we have to connect with our quote unquote friends, how often do we just feel alone? How often do we post something? How often do we reach out and do something for no other reason than for someone just to give us attention for two seconds? That's what the world tells you to do. The world tells you that you are alone, that even though you're the most connected generation ever, the world tells you do this, this, and this, and then maybe someone will be your friend. And yet it always leaves us a little bit empty. I want to end with one simple last Bible verse. Greater love has none than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Tonight, God calls you friend. Tonight, he says that you're not alone. Tonight, he says to you that if you've been labeled a misfit, a reject, a loser, a zero, a defect, he says, let me take all those labels and redefine them and tell you tonight that you're loved. I want to do one last song for you guys it's, it's a song I wrote. It's called The Island of the Misfit Toys. And I wrote this song literally out of my own story. I wrote this song because tonight I can't lay off every single clique or group that might be in this room, but I can tell you that each and every one of you, no greater love than this, that he would lay down his life for you. We've talked tonight about what the world defines girls as. We've talked tonight about what the world defines guys as. We've talked tonight about what the world defines you as this generation, but I'm here to redefine that. And let's talk about what God defines you as. Welcome to the Island of the Misfit Toys. It goes like this. Welcome to the Island of the Misfit Toys. Welcome to the Island of the Misfit Toys. Welcome to the island of the misfit toys Land of broken girls and boys See ya I was just sitting in detention feeling like the breakfast club I'm staring at my desk wishing that I had a hug I wouldn't pay attention but what I pay for love So when you searching for that junk it's kind of like a drug I was awkward, introvert, really never had a turn Struggling with the hurt, stomach's all up in a churn Stomach's all up in a churn, rubbling up in my shirt Wishing that I had a girl but all I ever got was burn They say these nerds gotta wait they turn my heart's sick while I'm living in the dream deferred My heart was gripped in pain, mouth full of curse words I can't get away until I read that first verse Of your word and I learned that my birth was cursed Yet Jesus died for me 
and all my net worth Realize my need just to make a second birth Bow my knee and said take away the hurt But this is for the misfits, rejects, losers, defects, weirdos, awkward, broke down strange kids Don't you forget man that you are loved, you are loved and this is for my skate kids, emos, straight kids, weirdos, gay kids, losers, broke down zeros. Don't you forget that you are loved, you are loved. But welcome to the island of the misfit toys. Maybe that's how you feel tonight. Welcome to the island of the misfit toys. You are not defined by those things. Welcome to the island of the misfit toys. Land of the broken girls and boys. See, the reality is this. The Bible says that we've all messed up. That means God gave us a standard to shoot for. And we shoot for it, but we miss. That's what the Bible calls sin. But that's not where it ends. That's not where the story ends. See, Jesus loved you so much that he said, I will come and I will give you life. You are not defined by what the world says. You are not just a jock, a brain, a basket case. You are not just a princess. You are none of those things. Because when you embrace who Christ is, he redefines you. Awkward, broke down, strange kids. Tonight, you are loved. You are loved. And this is for the black kids, white kids, dark kids, light kids, wrong kids, right kids. Every kid I write this, that. You never forget that you are loved. You are loved. Welcome to the island of the misfit toys. Now tonight, we just want to end with one simple thing. Is the reality, as I said, that's what God's standard is. It's his perfection. It's his holiness. That's what we're supposed to shoot for, but we fall short of that. What God says is this, to simply turn and come to him. That's all he asks. He says, if you want to redefine your life, he says, you just simply have to turn and come to him. Surrender it all. That's what I said in that last part. I read your first verse, found out that my birth was cursed. I cried out to him and my life was changed. I was never defined by those things ever again. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, just for one quick second, I just ask you one quick, quick, simple thing. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, KJ, that's me, man. I'm struggling with who I am. I'm tired of doing it on my own. But I'm ready to surrender 100%. If that's you, I just want you to lift your hand up right now. I want to lead you in a prayer. And I just want you to understand that it's not a prayer that saves you. It's just literally saying, God, I give you my life. But sometimes we don't know what to say. So I want to lead you in this prayer, and you can make these words your words. In fact, we could all say this out loud. Say, Father God, I come before you now. I have messed up. Forgive me. Change me. I give you my life in your name. Amen. Amen. You can clap for that. That's a good thing. Now, here's how we're going to end uh, as the worship team begins to take their place. If you're going through something tonight, and, and, and maybe something I touched on kind of stuck a nerve, I want you to get one of these youth leaders and pull them aside and say, you know what, man, I need somebody to talk to tonight. Don't let this night end with you walking out with the same baggage you started with. And there is power 
and letting go to God. And worship is one of those things where we just simply let go. If I put a gun to your chest right now, you'd lift your hands and surrender. God is simply saying, surrender to me and I will give you everything you need and so much more. Amen? Amen. Cody, if you want to come on up as we begin to dismiss.